Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We <laughs> <laughs> the fan. All right, we are halfway home on a Thursday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Lovely to be here with you uh, this morning. My name is Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer. Ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, uh, joins us as well. Quickly, did you guys see the thread going around yesterday? And I responded to it. It's uh, this guy named Serve tweeted, Men who are over 30, give, now I'm, I misread, it said, give one piece of advice. To men who are in their 20s. You gave a lot. I, I, I did. I yeah. gave like six. <laughs> if you do it in one long run-on sentence, though, it works. Uh, men who are over 30 give one piece of advice to men who are in their 20s. It can be about anything. And I was reading through the responses, and I, I liked a lot of what I what I saw. Uh, and I responded uh, yesterday. I, I, I had a few ideas for men in their 20s. I said, uh, get rid of the black clouds in your life, people-wise. Probably the biggest one for me. You get rid of the victim people in your life, your life is infinitely better. Infinitely. You know, and we all know those people where it's like the whole world's against me and blah, 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 and it's always a victim. It's never their fault. And you're like, it just, it drags you down. You know, it's, it's, it's like the Titanic and they're pulling you down with them. Um, I said, be accountable always. If you screw up, own it. Uh, save money, read more books, exercise more, and invest in a therapist. That was my advice to uh, anybody in their 20s. And I feel like the thing is, though, when I was in my 20s, if somebody had given me that advice, I would have gone, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. I'm going to do what I want. I thought about this for a while because yeah. I saw your advice. And I would imagine that your advice is probably wise for a lot of 20-year-olds. Sure. But, like, for me – I was not the kind of advice I needed. I already did all those things that you said. Yeah, I was very much. responsible. I was in my twenties. <laughs> money. Advice for Ben would have been smoke a few cigarettes. My, have yeah. some whiskey every now and then. My day. advice for myself, like if I could go back, I would say be more confident. Don't worry about what other people think. Be yourself and Cut just loose. just own it and you know 
and enjoy yourself. You're good at that now. But I wouldn't tell that to a lot of 20-year-olds. Like, yeah, yeah, stop worrying about tomorrow and enjoy yourself today. Most 20-year-olds are doing too much of that already. That's true. And probably should be thinking more about the future, future. like you were saying. So I guess it kind of depends the kind of 20-year-old you're you're talking to in your advice. That's probably true. Now, Paul, you're a man over 30 now. You're you're a man over... What what advice would you give to a, a young man in his 20s? Um... I really like the therapy one. Yeah. Now, I started going to therapy in my mid to late 20s. Mine was piecemeal throughout my 20s, mostly when my parents would make me go. <laughs> so I waited until I was probably 26, 27. Right. And had heard about people that I knew that were going to therapy for years before that. And I just kind of had a stigma against it. Sure. And a lot of dudes did, do. Didn't think I needed it. Of course. Uh, so I would say, yeah, even though that that's something that I did do in my 20s, I could not say enough. Like, that's a very smart thing. Take care of your mental. Start now. Start now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're in your 20s, you listen to this show. Start now. Getting some good advice in our YouTube chat. I like Tommy's. He says, pursue a career you love. Yeah. No doubt. I think man. that's that's always pretty good <clears throat> advice and know that... You know, if you are dedicated and stick to it, I think you'll be happier in the long run, even if you're sacrificing in the beginning. It's easy to take a job because it pays more, and it's probably easier at that point. But if you stick with something you love for a few years through maybe some leaner years, there were some really lean years for me in radio. Uh, you know, even in television early, it's like, is this going anywhere? But I like what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's the, it's half the battle, you know, sticking with it was hard at times. I could have taken probably a better paying job somewhere else and might've been, you know, it like looked like the wise decision back then. I remember I got such good, I get not, not really advice, but affirmation, I guess, from like friends, because in that stage of your life, in your early mid twenties, like after college or at least the college age you find yourself comparing where you're at compared to so many other people in your life it's hard it's a hell of a lot easier with instagram and all that you get to see only the highlights of people's lives and it makes everybody look like they're just living wonderfully oh yeah and you play that comparison game and they're like just like what ben just talked about man i remember being at 1090 and grinding I mean, picking up any shifts I could and making absolutely no money, like $20,000 yeah, a year. For sure. And having to work two, three, maybe even four jobs at a time, if you count coaching high school baseball as a job. And I would feel like crap because I had friends that graduated who were making $90,000 doing whatever they were doing. And my those friends would tell me, yeah, dude, I hate my job. Yeah, they were miserable. I hate my job. Yep. I work for a trucking company and I log books and, yeah, I make good money. But you have the coolest job ever. You're chasing your dream. Keep chasing that. And I go, well, that's that's Makes definitely feel a, a different better. way to look at no it. No doubt. But it's also okay if you uh, if you feel okay about what you're doing and you're successful, then find other things that you know. It doesn't have to be necessarily your work that you know brings you all the fulfillment in your life. I just, for me, like I just wish I would have stayed in more. You know, like I, I had the worst case of FOMO and I'm like, bro, you don't need to be out till six in the morning on a Tuesday night. You know, you just don't like, you're not going to miss out. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a good times. There's no question about it. Great stories, but be a bit more responsible. You know, I, the wild 
when you're wild in your 20s, it's like, oh, that guy's wild. When you get in your 30s and you're still that way, you're like, oof. When you're in your 40s and you're still acting like that, that's kind of a problem. So um, It's not really advice from life experience myself, but it's something that I didn't do that I would tell a 20-year-old, make sure you do this. Travel. See, you say that. I I do think I, – I, I regret A lot of people traveling. said that yesterday to me, and I'm such a – I'm such a homebody that I don't really I like too, to travel anywhere. I'm not anymore. talking six months backpacking. No, I know. Europe, I know. But travel. Yeah, figure I mean, it out if you can, if you can do it's it within your means. Yeah, then whether you can do it in college, study abroad for a semester. Yeah. if you can if you get the opportunity. Never well, took advantage of that. My and thing, I always regretted it. My thing would be live other places. You know, live, go experience what it's like to live in this state or I, that I, state. I, and I think people... I think it should be a rule. You should have to go out of state for college. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think you're really talking about necessarily vacationing more. The value of traveling when you're younger is exposing yourself to the fact that the world is bigger than one neighborhood Bubble, or one yeah, town. One college. Or even one state that... There's a lot of different places in the world where people have different perspectives. And you may agree with some of them. You may disagree. But to see people like living it and being happy with how they're living and why they're happy with how they're living is valuable to understand. And I think it gives you more empathy. It's always good to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. It's hard to do that if you never go anywhere and you never try to understand how other people are living their lives. Yeah, 100%. So, I thought that was an interesting thread. There's, you know, there's a lot of good advice on there, but, you know, advice is like anything. You have, you have to actually believe it to to go out and do it. And again, if somebody had given me my own advice at 20, I would have been like, All right, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not it's not going to get through to me. Uh, at that point, Benny. So, um, yeah, I, all good advice there. Love to love to help, but you know, the honestly, the main one. And I was talking to our engineer Jr. about it the other day. He grabbed me. I was out, out waiting in the hall for Take on Woods, and how you doing, Woodsy? I said I'm good. And he goes, "Looks like things are going pretty well." I said, "Literally, never better." And he said, "Well, what's why? How?" And I go, "It's easy." I said, "I I I removed negativity from my life. That's what I did. I took." The negative people that weighed me down for so many years, and I booted them. I just said, I'm out. I'm not doing it anymore. You're you're sucking my energy. I've got my own family to invest in. I've got my wife, my marriage. I can't, I cannot shepherd you along anymore. I just can't. Right, and, I had to do that you, with family members. And yes, and you're not you're, just friends. You're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. So I just said, as soon as I got free, everything started to improve. Now things come. Uh, uh, you know, speed bumps come along and you just, you learn how to deal with them a little bit better. It's not always someone else's fault. And I was that way for many, many years, you know, many, many years. And I, I can't be that way anymore. So I told him, I said, that was really the main one. That in therapy, the two probably biggest ones. But I think you've also, you realize that there's no way to completely get away from negative people or people that are not necessarily the ones that you want to be with. You have to learn how to deal with it as well well that but also like for me i could no longer i could no longer deal with it and so my priorities changed when i had a family and i just you know took myself out of the situation made it a billion times easier for me uh change my uh, if you can yes yeah. but there are still situations and people you have to deal with oh uh, yeah for it sure. doesn't ever go away no completely. but what i'm not doing is 
shepherding them, letting their, you know, oh, this happened and this happened and I lost my job and it's their fault and it's their fault. And it's like, hey, man, at some point, some point it's it's on you, you know, at some point. And there are I have so many people in my life that the black cloud would follow them around. And I was like, I can't be I can't be a part of it anymore. But a little deep uh, for a Thursday on Ben and Woods. But that's uh, that's like that was essentially. the. I'm just glad that I've brought so much sunshine into your life. You have. You're very positive. And I'm a negative guy a lot of the times. But it's it's for me. I just I couldn't have they were like they were like like cancers on my arm, man. And you cut them off and you're like, well, oh, suddenly I feel a lot better. Um, that's exactly how it, how it's been. You got a birthday coming up. Not I, yours. I don't. My little guy does. Yeah. My wife uh, hit me yesterday and said, hey, guess how many people are coming to, to Bo's birthday? He's turning six years old and, on February 6th. And I said, 20, 25? 65 people. 65 is, people. We have this conversation. This is this a wedding? <laughs> we have this conversation every year, right? That later on that day, after the party, Hannibal, we are not doing this again. I've heard it for six straight. Did you have years, to invite everyone in his class? Is that one of those deals where they all have to come? I don't think we because you don't want people to feel bad that they didn't get invited. invited. Everyone. Yeah, you still ended up with sixty-five people. Yeah, everyone responded yes. They're all coming. And is this going to be at uh, like a park like you've done in the past? No, we're doing it to the trampoline joint. Oh, yeah. D- so how does that work? Do people have to pay their own admission? Or are you footing the bill no, for we, everybody? We, you pay your own way. Rent, oh, they have to pay their own way. Yeah, I'm, okay. not, I'm not stroking. I agree with that. 65 people. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Does Hannah agree with that? Yeah. As far as I know, I haven't heard anything different. I mean, we'll get the pizzas and the you know the the cake and stuff. But, yeah, I'm not paying your way in the sky zone. Hosted party, though. I mean, some people might expect that because they get invited to the party it's, that it's, it's included. I'm not paying every, your way. So you can decline the invite. I'd prefer it, actually. But um, trim, trim that list down a little bit. 65 people is a lot for a six-year-old's birthday. A ton. Now, that's 65 total? It's Yeah, with parents. Not 65 kids no, plus parents. Plus, it's everybody okay. in total. And I, I did say, all right, well, if we're going to do this again, you can't hit me later on that night with the, we're never doing this bit again. Because you do it every year, and it just gets bigger and bigger. It's going to be like Coachella, Bocella, pretty soon when he's 18. A field in Indio for all the people that want to come to his birthday party. <laughs> do you want another sad Ben childhood story? Um, almost more than anything. I think after I was about 10 or 11, oh, I stopped no, really no, having no, birthday no, parties because no, I was I worried that no one would come. It. Oh, no, Ben. God, why do you do this? Yeah, you imagine I mean, your friends like forgetting your birthday. We did forget his birthday <laughs> last year. Mm. It's not that I I just wasn't I wasn't that popular or cool uh, in elementary school. Uh, and you hate to invite like some of the popular kids and then they don't come to your birthday party. Well, even worse, they come and call you Big Bo, ben, ben Ben the fat fat Bo ben. doesn't have that worry. He's got to be the coolest kid in all of Encinitas. He's got some, you know, he's like anybody. He's People he likes, people he doesn't like. No, no, does anyone not like him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've run into that before. Really? Yeah, 100%. People don't like Bo yeah. Woods. Yeah, it's going to get worse for him, too. Wow. As long as this old man stays on the air, it's going to get way worse for him, I'm sure. But he's pretty grounded. He can handle it. Um, is that right? So you just said don't don't make a party for me this year? Yeah. At what age? We just, just kind of I, – I probably about 11 or 12, I decided oh, – yeah. I wasn't trusting that any of the fifth or sixth graders would really want to come to Ben's birthday party. Oh, that breaks so. my heart. It hurts not too so bad. bad. This is why 
I took you to explicit. This is why I want to take you to explicit again. This is why I want to throw a big party for you and invite the whole city there and have Van Halen play. Like that's why I, I want that for you because it breaks my heart in two. I'm very, very sad. I'm not the, for the rest uh, of the show. I'm not that kid though that I used to be. You're not. I no. was then, but now I'm not. Oh, God, it gives me hives. These stories. November sixth. If if I had a giant birthday party, third. November third. I think. <laughs> I knew. I was with. The I feel years. like we we could make it a What's huge deal, and I I think wouldn't your birthday is September seventeenth, fifteenth, nineteenth. Fourteenth. There it is. So 14th. we were both three days off. You're right. the day yeah. before my yeah. wife's birthday. Yes. I think, I think I think I think with friends, obviously, like your wife and your kids, you need to know the exact date. With friends, I know Woods is, I think, July nineteenth. Yes, yeah. Me. But I mean, if, you, if you've got the month and the general like week, like later in we the month, totally of, of that yours. month. Yeah, I think you're pretty good. That you're you're a responsible friend. Except for this last year, no, yeah. I got an idea. Happens every year after the World Series, about a week after the World Series, we all get together, the three of us, and we go, "What the." F are we going to do until the new year? Yeah. And we struggle. And all we do is really in the back of our heads is we're planning the extravaganza. Sure. We're going to have November 3rd, Benny Palooza. Benny Palooza. It's happening. And then we're going to take the next month and a half off. Right. Planning, Six weeks off. <laughs> planning the extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, Adam will love the that. Christmas and holiday extravaganza. We're just going to have two yep. massive blowouts. And we'll talk to you guys. I'm on, like uh, Peter Sutter. All I want for my birthday, a parade. That's it. Just a parade. A parade. Okay. Oh, well, he wants uh, a World Series parade. Well, it's the right time for it. It, it is. Literally could be on my birthday. If the Padres ever won the World Series, yeah. the parade <laughs> would, would probably be on my birthday or within a day of my birthday. Can I have a float in the World Series parade as part of my birthday party? Yeah. Absolutely. Like the players like are on one, me, huh? the coaches are on a float, and then there's the Ben's one. birthday float that's that's trailing along at the World Series Parade. Tier 1s will be invited. Yes, we will be having Benny Palooza this year. That is happening because we really blew it this last year. All right, let's, um, let's take a timeout. The Rangers Parade was on November 3rd. See? Oh, there you go. Very, the timing always works out pretty well. Uh, we did it later in the show. Let's give away those Doobie Brothers tickets. The we got a couple more days. They go on sale tomorrow. You can win them, though, from Ben and Woods if you stick around for our next segment. Don't go away. We'll check traffic and be right back on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We talked um, early in the show about Jim Harbaugh going to the Los Angeles Chargers. We did not at all mention what is probably just as big or a bigger story, and that is, well, who's going to replace him at Michigan? Huge story. And I think part of the reason is we all assume, because it just makes such perfect sense, that Sharon Moore, yep. who was the interim coach when Harbaugh was suspended, I think he was four and zero. Yeah, he was as as interim head coach, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Will will get the job, and you know the early reports are that Michigan has focused their efforts there. I don't know what that exactly means. I mean, you know, contract negotiations already underway. Uh, you're doing more of a check. He already works for you. You can't imagine that there needs to be too much extensive work going into it. If that's who you want, makes makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you, the players know him. They seem to like him. You know, it went well. He has no losses on his record. Probably can sell that to your fan base pretty easily as well. Coming off a championship season, but I did see speculation that there were bigger names that would be interested in a job like Michigan. Even NFL coaches would consider leaving for a, a job like the Michigan Wolverines. I even saw Prime's name brought up, Deion Sanders. If you're really looking to make a splash in the college football world, could Deion go straight from Colorado after a year and go right to Michigan, top of the food chain in college football right now? I, I think ultimately they're going to end up with more as their head coach. And I think that's the right decision at this point. Ever they've got a they've got a little grace period here. They yeah, just won that's, a national championship. Yeah, you know, when we started the show, we were talking about. It. I said, "Well, I'm happy because Jim Harbaugh is is gone from Michigan." But then it dawned on me. Well, they just got their chip, you know. And when you get your chip, you have that chip forever, and you get to beat your chest about that chip forever. And they were a really good football team, really, really good football team. Um, so yeah, I mean. While they're bummed to lose Jim Harbaugh, you are still in the the afterglow, and you will be for a long time. I mean, really, I, that's a huge accomplishment, something that, you know, I've gotten experience once with my favorite team, and it's been a long time coming. Probably we'll never see another one again, but I still have that one, you know, and it's still 30 years later, I'm like, national champs, baby. And so I, guys are going to leave, guys that wanted to play there for – uh, Jim Harbaugh, but Ben, he's got a leg up on keeping guys. Sharon Moore does because they played for him. They know him. They know what he's about. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure he's going uh, working overtime to make sure that guys aren't like, well, oh, I really want to play for Coach Harbaugh. I'm going to Alabama or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even Kalen DeBoer is having a tough time keeping guys at Alabama. Yep. So 
I mean, I, I think the smartest move, obviously, is as much continuity as you can get. Now, with Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh both now gone in the same in the same month, essentially. Yeah. What's your pecking order of college football like coaches superstars? Does it start with Kirby Smart with the national oh, championships? Yeah. He's number one guy now. Yeah. Then Marcus Freeman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, who is no, who is like number two? Is it Prime now? I mean, no, I he mean, hasn't done enough, right? Is maybe Dabo, maybe DeVore, maybe Dabo. Who's got the chip? Ryan Day. Who's, yeah, Ryan Day. Who's got chips though? Brian I mean, Kelly. Who's got who's got the who's got titles? Not many. Kirby. There's not many. There's Dabo. Kirby and Dabo. There's Kirby. There might be one other coach out there, I think. But with Saban and obviously Coach O left a couple of years ago. Does and, Day have a, a, a no? National, no. He can't even beat Michigan. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's Kirby. It's a, Kirby's a, at the top. There's a bit of a vacuum when I it mean, comes to the college football coaching you know, coaches. So, well, I have since the college football playoffs started in 2014. Just listen to the schools: 2014, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia. Those are your champions. <laughs> there you go. Over the last ten years. Yeah, and and a couple of those head coaches aren't even there anymore. Right. So yeah. So I mean, you take out Saban. There's just Kirby Smart, Dabo. Who, uh, Kirby's the class of college football right now, for sure. Yeah. Who, who won with Ohio State? Was that? As Adam that smugly walks by the window. Yeah. Mr. George <laughs> Bulldog. <laughs> himself. Knowing there's very little to stand in George's way yep. of, of really putting together a dynasty for the next few years. I mean, unless, you know, Kalen DeBoer can continue his magic in Alabama. That remains to me one of the most interesting storylines in college football next year. Who wants Tuscaloosa and goes, oh, this is, uh, so this is my new office? It was I, Nick Saban's office? Like, bro, those are the, I mean, it's the biggest shoes in college football. Does he get football. Nick Saban's office? 100%. Or does he get his 100%. Own, he, I think that might just, they were going to close the store off. I mean, if, if Moore like gets, Elvis's if, bedroom. Yeah. If Moore gets hired, essentially Day and Moore, the coaches at the two biggest Big Ten schools, fell into the job. Right. Both of them just fell into the job. Yeah, because yeah, no one expected Nick uh, Saban to walk away. Know, Lincoln Riley could have jumped up, but instead took a huge step back this year at USC. Yep. Uh, What's uh, Dan Lanning is the yep. coach at Oregon? He's a uh, rising star, certainly, but he is. I I couldn't pick him out of a lineup though. Very good. I don't know. Really? Man, is is it the program or is it him though? I don't I trust think... that it's him. The program is what Oregon is good. For. That's I what like, makes I like Oregon him, man. great. I thought he clowned out a little bit last year, but I, I I like that dude a lot. I I would rather have him over the, over DeBoer personally. Really? Yeah. If it was my school, I'd rather have him over Kalen DeBoer in a heartbeat. Yeah, I Lanning? like him. I like Lanning a yeah. lot. I think he's a really good coach. I'll take Marcus Freeman over the lot. You do like him. yourself some Marcus man. Freeman. I give him a, tons of. He gets a lot of leeway with me. I really love that. You dude. are a, you are a very generous Notre Dame fan. Very. You don't expect not a damn thing. National champ. You're actually happy if they don't get in the college football yeah, playoff. It was terrible. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Every college football coach wishes their fan base was just like Woods. Bro, I got mine, and I got. <laughs> You get you you give me about nine wins a year. You, you beat USC. Like what am I complaining? I have nothing to complain about. Nothing. Zero. Zero. I love it. And it's like the one aspect of my life where I don't expect more. I just don't. I'm happy with what I have. I'm like this is great. I don't need any more. AJ Preller's going. Why can't he be that way with me? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
Uh, well, get get the World Series, and I will be. I will be. I promise you. So uh, yesterday, Woods took us down a, a pretty incredible rabbit hole. Got a lot of good feedback on that one, man. The Coronado Company. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call this necessarily a rabbit hole, but you were showing me like like mud, showing me some YouTube videos yeah. before the show. And since it is baseball related, I think uh, you need to explain to everybody when we come back why you've gotten so intrigued by Japanese baseball, and especially in the last twenty four hours. Fair enough. Absolutely, and I, um, I think as as with most things, I'm late to this party. There's a podcast. I can't wait to play you some of this. If you're a baseball fan, you're gonna love this. Many of you probably already know about it. Right but. now, though, as promised, Doobie Brothers tickets. Uh, we're giving away a pair right now. Fifth caller eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Given away all week. They're going to be performing live at the North Island Credit Union Amphitheater on June twenty fifth. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at ten a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. But win them right now. Call eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Good luck, and we'll be right back with more Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station ninety seven three. The fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Just quickly, do I need to? Does everyone understand what a bargo is, or do I need to Ben's plane? I would say Ben's plane. So something. Can cool, we even talk about? Isn't yeah, this no, embargoed? I, no, I can say something cool is coming down. Oh, okay. But it's embargoed until ten o'clock this morning, so we can't talk about it yet. But I can People tell you, I can tell you to be on the lookout. At 10 a.m. for something cool. Okay. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I know that's, that's kind of a, a tease with no substance to it. But I'd rather, cool. I'd rather know that something cool is coming than not know that it's coming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think I'm ruining the surprise for anybody. I've left this pretty open-ended as to what it could be. I've given you no indication whatsoever as to what it may be. But when you see it, there, I was like, "Has he lost his mind?" I, I thought I was thinking the same thing. When you we see were it, literally, we were just, just told, told, "Don't say anything. Don't talk about this." But I'm not goes, talking hey, about it. Guess what, everybody? You're telling. All right, you're telling people 
that we're going to talk about something, but we can't talk about it yet. But just be ready. Well, we're not going to talk about it at all. Our show will be over. Yeah, it's true. It's not Cody Bellinger. But Annie and Elston can talk about it. Yeah. And you may see stuff about it on our social media channels after the show. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right? Yeah. Just one that sometimes happens in radio, in media. You get news, but they say, hey, it's embargoed until 9 a.m. tomorrow. Of course. But they want you to be prepared for it so you can plan. Yeah, I hate it. And that happens in this business occasionally. Yes, it does. All right, let's uh, let's check traffic. And then Woods is going to tell us a little bit about what he has learned about a very different way to approach the game of baseball <laughs> than what we do in this country. I think that's fair. Coming up after uh, traffic here on ninety-seven three, the fan. Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti uh, every Friday tomorrow, seven p.m. It is uh, free on the Odyssey app as they do all their picks and break down all the games. Conference championship week. Casamigos Tequila brings you the program. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. I see. Obviously, I've I've created some rampant speculation with my embargo talk. It's never like. Like player news is not no. stuff that's embargoed. It's it's different stuff than that. So I just don't want people thinking like, oh, a trade's going to be announced or something. Yeah, I mean, like the, when when our boss tells us about something and says, "Don't talk about this until 10 a.m." We probably shouldn't even. I'm not. I'm not talking about it. I haven't said anything at all. Okay. Could be anything. That's what he said in the chat. Ben's definition of cool is different than other people's <laughs> definition of cool. I think you'll like this, though. I do. That I will agree with. And that's all we can really say about it. We've said too much. You've said too much. It's top secret, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, I'm usually late to um, things. Uh, it's kind of a thing with me. Hey, this movie is great. This show is great. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it a little time. Um and I was I I feel like I was late to the party on this, but you guys had never heard of this either. There's a, a Twitter account and a YouTube show. I've seen shorts on YouTube. So it's called Baseball Doesn't Exist. Okay, I don't really know the the uh, reasoning behind that. Funny, catchy, you know, makes you think. I guess I don't know. Uh, Baseball Doesn't Exist is a Podcast on YouTube. It's also a Twitter feed. You can follow them at Baseball Doesn't. And Dallas Braden, I think, is a part. He does some stuff with them. We've had Dallas on the show many, many times. But, man, I, I finally – I'd seen enough clips uh, being circulated about it. I went, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check this thing out. And their latest piece, Ben, is an hour-long segment on how Japan took over baseball. And they explain in it when, as you've seen, you know, Shohei Otani getting the biggest contract ever, uh, Yamamoto getting a huge, huge contract. Um, These guys went and they did a massive, massive deep dive. Um, The audio doesn't do it as much justice, justice as sitting and watching the video. Now, I was listening to it driving to work this morning. So even I haven't seen all of the the video associated with. The audio is compelling as hell. I had Paulie pull a clip I wanted to play for you guys. I believe, is this how it starts? This is literally the this first is like, two the minutes. first two minutes of it. Check this out. Baseball in Japan has things that in America you will never see. They have managers of the team being introduced on hovercrafts. Teams, star players being ziplined 
through the stadium, hundreds of feet in the air before games, and even ceremonial first pitches where players kiss the person throwing the pitch, and even sometimes their own teammates. Based on this, it's somewhat hard to believe that Japanese baseball culture is one of the most cutthroat in the world, creating some of the most disciplined athletes on earth, a system where high school coaches can make over 200 Pause grand. It. So if the way they start, obviously, by saying, look, there's a video. Look how fun this is. Look at Japanese professional yeah, baseball. Yeah, and, and I've seen that before. Oh, I saw yeah. the hoverboard, hoverboard the video yep. and, and, you know. The fan atmosphere, and I knew that about Japanese the, There was a manager. He used to play in the big leagues. He's from Japan. He changed his name to... He changed his name officially to, like, Boss Daddy in Japan. Boss Daddy, He's also designs clothing. He's the one that came in on the hovercraft to start. So think about that. The first thing they talk about is how fun and lighthearted they are about it. Big Boss. Big Boss, that's right. What did I say? Big Daddy? Boss Daddy. Boss Daddy. Boss Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Think about how fun, exciting, you know, um, kind of lighthearted it is. They have a comedy troupe out there throwing out the first pitch, dressed in a wig. Uh, the hitter hits it. They run out. They kiss each other. They, like, threaten to fight. It's like the WWE. Yeah, you it's feel like, like maybe it's more uh, Savannah Bananas-like yes, 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 than yes. Major League Baseball-like sometimes. Well, then you hear this. A system where high school coaches can make over two hundred grand a year. At some schools, kids are expected to practice eight hours a day. High school tournaments are so important, players play through career-threatening injuries and after losing are expected to cry. Students go through months and months of intense training like this. And these aren't even baseball players. This is the cheering section. They are training to cheer for the baseball team, who practices even harder. According to Ichiro, the training regimen he was put through as a child was so intense, he only had five to six hours to hang out with friends in an entire year. The most pitches thrown by a pitcher in MLB last season was 117. At an elite high school in Japan, pitchers were expected to throw 200 pitches every other day. Life around baseball is so strict and regimented, even professionals are expected to live in team dormitories full-time, where in some past cases, players who break curfew were even beaten by their own managers, a practice that became so common throughout all levels of baseball in Japan that in 2021, the Human Rights Watch organization had to release a report just to address it. So... It, and it goes, it goes on and on. I made it about twenty minutes, or I got for me, I got forty minutes left of this. Um, it's one of the weird paradox paradoxes um, that it's so fun and lighthearted. But when you hear, you know, Ichiro, he got five or six hours per year to hang out with his friends. I, my, I'm, Are they really your friends at that point? <laughs> if you're only hanging out with someone for five hours it's not by per choice. year, it's not by choice. It's How good of a friend are they? It's not by choice, but the funny thing is, man, and, and I started thinking about my own experience. So I'm, I'm, our friend John Boggs uh, is Ichiro. He represents Ichiro in some different capacities now, and a, and and his son Steve is my friend, and I've talked to Steve about Ichiro. Do you hang out with him about five or six hours a year? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Okay. Now that I have two kids, I've, that's about five or six hours a year. It's not because of my intense training regimen, though. Um, and he was telling me, he goes, "Dude, you've never seen somebody." 
that misses the game more than Ichiro. And he's playing against like high school girls. He's <laughs> pitching and all these different things. It's all it's all consuming to them. And I obviously, you know, you you think about um, when you hear these stories of how they treat kids in the tournament. There's a video at one point, a kid dislocating his shoulder and like going off the field and the coach like pops it back in and oh. he's crying and he runs back out. There's another story in there, you guys. You have to watch it. <laughs> Two teams playing in a, uh, a high school game. One team is losing 82 to nothing. <laughs> 82 to nothing. And guys are stealing bags the whole time. Oh They're up 65 to zero, and they're stealing bags. One kid on the team that's getting spanked has a heat stroke. He has like suffers from like heat exhaustion, but they only had, they didn't have any subs. So he had to suck it up and go back, even down 82 to nothing. So I'm sitting here going, all right, well. And then after the game, was that the team that made his team run 10 miles because they lost? There's, I don't think yeah. in that, it was that, that one. Was that game, but that happens too. That happens like too. Like sprints over and over again. I'm sitting here looking at it going, all right, well, you can understand. I, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I'm taking these guys at their word. It looks like they've done an extensive amount of research. There's video to back up a lot of what they're talking about. But it was really fascinating, and it makes me want to talk to this guy. It makes me want to uh, watch more of their content because I'm telling you, man, an hour on this, uh, is it feels like it's not enough. So I can't wait to get through the rest of it today. The question, though, is, is it effective? That's the thing. Does it does it make better players? Obviously, practice makes perfect, and you know, people who practice more and put more hours into something tend to get more proficient at what they are doing. However, at the levels that you're talking about, that that they're talking about on this podcast, 200 pitches every other day, is that really wise, safe, or productive? for young arms, and is it actually producing more talent? Now, you can't argue with Ichiro and Shohei Otani and Yamamoto, and there are lot there are lots of good Asian players, but it's not like 78% of the big leagues is Asian. Right. There's still a lot of great players from this country and Latin American countries as well that don't go through the, those intense training regimens and well, still produce incredible players and athletes. So the reason that they do it like this is is the way they explained it. They did not uh, they did not have a word in Japanese for sport. Everything that they did as competition, horseback riding, sword fighting, uh, sumo wrestling, those were all military trainings. So those were all some facet of the military. When they when they got baseball, they ran it like it was a military and they put these guys through the paces uh, every day. Now, I mean, look, I'm not sending my kid to do that. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. But I don't know. Where is the burnout factor? Is there a burnout factor? No, there's absolutely I mean, a burnout factor. Yeah, because it's not like they all No doubt the about it. In You know what's interesting, and this is me speculating, but in baseball, obviously, it's a sport where it's you against someone else. And, you know, it, as much as you train as a hitter, the pitcher is training as well. And it's an individual battle every single time. One sport where you see that, and they have the same type of intense training regimens, but you're not going up against really anyone else. You're just going up against yourself is golf. And if you've noticed, um, you know, like the LPGA Tour and now on, on the PGA Tour, is increasingly 
loaded with Asian players yeah. who are having a lot of success. Dis- and dis- you, I've heard stories of, you know, parents who have their, you know, seven-year-old girls who practice for 10, 12 hours a day on the golf course, you know, for years and years to end up on the LPGA Tour. We're now seeing many of the top PGA Tour stars that are winning majors now. That work is paying off in golf and well, certainly making Japan and other areas of Asia a much bigger player in golf. Well, and it's so funny. Is baseball going in the same direction? It's so funny because you're seeing the highest paid players now are Japanese, and that's just a fact. And you do wonder, you do wonder what it's going to look like in 10 years, 15, 20 years, you know, if they keep doing it this way. Obviously, you can't beat the children if they don't perform. That's not going I mean, to you, fly. You can, you can I don't but you think shouldn't. It's a great idea. Correct. You shouldn't yeah. do that. Well, they, but... they do, and they did. Um, but we make such a big deal in America about a Tiger Woods or a guy, you know, a guy that goes out and has this insane work ethic. They all have this. That's the weird thing. Every single one of them has this work ethic. So they don't have a choice. I was 11 years old when Ichiro came to Major League Baseball and signed with the Mariners, and. If I remember correctly, it was definitely – I remember hearing stuff like that. Yeah. But it was kind of portrayed as it was Ichiro's choice. And he, he all he wanted to do was be a Major League Baseball player. Him and his dad would work you know, 12 hours a day. As soon as he got out of school, he was throwing and all that. I didn't know that it was just – Like that. Like that it, for everybody. Militaristic for the entire – the elite of the elite. That's yeah. how they roll. It's wild. When I heard you saying 200 pitches every other day, I could hear – I could like see Goose Gossage like nodding. Like, oh, yeah, I like that. But as um, – You're a nerd too. <laughs> as Rioni points out in the chat – you remember Shohei Otani on his second Tommy John surgery, yeah, or but so something at this. So are a lot of other many guys. Many American but, players too. But keep in mind, they're not. You're not invulnerable to no, injuries. No, they're not. It doesn't make you invulnerable. No, it does not. Absolutely, none of it not. does. Man, it's a good podcast. I cannot wait to get through the rest. And if we could find him and get him on, I would be all about it. All right, Rattle Report headlines. We got more Throwback Thursday coming up. Final hour of Ben and Woods next year on ninety-seven three The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 